on Before the Bestseller, we talk with our favorite authors about the books they wrote and the stories behind how those books made it big. I'm your host, Alex Straffy, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Chris was kind enough to grace us with his presence again, and this time he is talking all about podcasting. So this is, if you're an author, you have been told a million times to do podcasting, right? Get on podcasts, have your own podcast, and that advice is not useful, (laughs) to put it bluntly. What we need are actionable ways and specific details of, you know, what do you say to the Ed Milets, which is actually an example that we use here, to actually get on these bigger shows and, and why do they start looking at you? And, you know, if you got to start from somewhere, you know, where do you start? So really excited to have Chris on to talk about podcasting. Chris Jordan, it is great to have you back. Uh, you have a, a beautiful beard, much better than mine. Uh, I wish I could grow a beard like that. And this time you've been kind enough to come on and talk all about podcasting because I know you've run some of the biggest podcasts in the world. Uh, you've worked with some of the biggest uh, voices in the world and you've seen, you know, you've produced podcasts, you've seen how to actually move books with podcasts. So, you know, this is really like, how do you, because there's so many, there's so much information about there. And as someone who has a podcast, obviously, and someone who has, we actually used to do, you know, help get people on podcasts as well. You know, I I understand that there's a lot that doesn't work, right? There's, you know, you can go around and spray and pray on all these different podcasts. It's not going to move books. It's a waste of money. So I'm excited to kind of get like a more detailed blueprint about how people can best spend their time and energy and money in the podcasting space. So I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate the comment on the beard. I'm sure yours will grow in at some point. <laughs> You'll get there, but uh, you know, you still got the you still got that clean face, good jawline, so you're good. We'll have to have you back with all these compliments. Uh, <laughs> give us give us the background on uh, on a brief. I know you gave us a great background background last time, so I don't want to you know I don't want to go too far into it, so we can focus more on podcasting. But give us just a, some quick pointers on your podcasting experience that people understand just how valuable your experience is. Yeah. So I've spent the last two and a half years producing podcasts, top podcasts, including the School of Greatness with Lewis Howes. Uh, The second podcast that Lewis had, The Daily Motivation, I launched that show, produced that show for a handful of months. And then I went on to work with uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy for his podcast that's called The Dr. Benjamin Hardy Show. I worked with him to get that into the top business podcast charts on Apple as an early podcast this year. And so have really been deep in the weeds, behind the scenes, working on shows. And really this last year worked a lot when it came to book launches and working with authors around, you know, how to maximize their book sales and strategy through the podcasting lens. So excited to dive into that. There's a couple different types of people listening. There's some people who have been told about podcasting and that it's something they should look at if they want to be an author. And then, you know, we have some uh, some bigger authors who are listening in who have, you know, already have a, a following and are looking for a better way to turn that following into, you know, an actionable audience, um, you know, people who, who buy their books, stuff like that. So, you know, give us, uh, you know, maybe we'll speak a little bit to, to each of those uh, types of um, types of authors out there. But, you know, for for someone, for the novice author, you know, who's been told, hey, podcasting is this thing, you know, how important is it that you have a podcast or that you get on other people's podcasts? Yeah, so I believe that it's truly really, really important. But the most important thing is that you want to get on podcasts with audiences. 
There's a lot of podcasts out there. And I will say there's value in just getting your reps in and going on shows that maybe are brand new. You know, I have a podcast that is fairly brand new. And so people are being generous with their time coming on my show uh, because they know I'm committed to it for over five years. And in five years, we'll have a much bigger audience to thank them and have them back on and share with them then. You know, so there's a little bit of that. But in general, like, don't go on a bunch of podcasts that if you take a look at, you know, on their YouTube, they got like, very minimal views and their download stats aren't great. Like you can go on there more for building the relationship, getting the reps in for your talking points. I wouldn't expect too much there, but it is through those reps and those talking points and every, you know, even if you get in front of 20 people, you know, maybe you sell three books or something, maybe sell one book. That's still one person that, you know, can have an impact on how well your book does because maybe they love it and they become, you know, a super fan and they tell the whole world about your book. So there is that lens also that I think is maybe important, really playing the long game with everything here. But where podcasting can truly help is by if you're able, for example, I worked with uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy this year with his book, 10X is Easier Than 2X. His book on Amazon was ranking around the 2000 to 3000 range, sometimes in the 1500 on Amazon of all books. I was able to have him be booked on the Ed Milet show, which is a massive podcast. And I I can vouch for all these numbers because I watched uh, it only made our work easier because, you know, the more the book ranked organically, the more the ads work. So, yeah, I mean, I can see how much of an effect this really was having on the book. So, yeah. And no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was like that's what I'm saying is like you're you're even more proof to it. So. You know, Ed Milet has a massive podcast, both on audio and YouTube. And when that episode launched, uh, suddenly Ben's book that had been published in May, I think that interview came out maybe October, September, uh, but, you know, five months after publication, it was up into the top 200 of all books on Amazon. And that was from one interview. There were then other interviews that launched around it to help it keep it, you know, kind of in that under, you know, top thousand books on Amazon for a while. But that just shows like that is like the biggest example shows the power of, you know, podcasting. Like it's not easy to get booked on a show like Ed Milet, but it shows like that is where the value is, is there's definitely if there's an audience that loves this stuff and loves, you know, what your book could be about. If you can get in front of them, then they're going to be more inclined to buy your book. Also, I really think the value exchange is there's a lot of authors that I don't know what they sound like. I don't know what they look like. I am more likely to buy from authors that I spend time with and I get to feel like I know them and they're, you know, almost a friend to an, you know, to an extent in a non-weird way, but you know, where it's like where you, you feel like you know them and that's what podcasting allows you to do with an audience. It gets them to spend 30 minutes, maybe an hour plus with you. And then when you want to sell your book, they've just listened. You give them so much value over an hour that it's just more of a thank you at that point to buy your book. Yeah. Um, uh, so many questions, uh, follow-up questions here. So my apologies if this is maybe going to be a little bit all over the place, but, you know, getting someone, getting uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy on Ed Milet. I was talking with uh, Michael Drew yesterday, um, who, who's a good friend and um, focuses more so on like New York Times bestseller lists and stuff. 
he was talking about how, you know, they were working with this author who, you know, got on Oprah like for a whole week and only moved like a couple thousand books where, you know, if you're like Eckhart Tolle, for example, has sold millions of books from getting on, on Oprah, right? And everyone thinks Oprah's like mm-hmm. the show you should get on because of, you know, just, or was the show to get on, obviously, like, but because there's just such a big audience. But, you know, it just shows the difference between being aligned with that audience. And I'm sure that's one of the things you you know, noticed and why you booked him on Ed Milette is because it's such a great, strong crossover between audiences. So how should how should an author, you know, know which podcasts are worth going after, you know, knowing, knowing what you know about, you know, a, a podcast that actually moves copies versus because I'm sure, you know, there's also a, a handful of podcasts, maybe. Maybe you have a 100% success rate, which I wouldn't be surprised. But maybe there was a, a two, you know, a couple of podcasts that Dr. Benjamin went on that didn't move any copies, right? Even though they seem like there's going to be big audiences. So how can you figure out which shows you're best aligned for? Yeah. So obviously it depends on your book. I would say as an example, say you've written a book that is around, you know, maybe m- money mindset, building wealth, right? As an example, it's very easy to go onto the podcast charts and look at the business category. Right there, 200 shows you could pitch to. I will say there's obviously more than 200 shows about money. You could search keywords of, you know, search the word money, search the word wealth, you know, search like finances, all of that stuff. And that will allow you to find podcasts that are, are really talking about the thing that you want. It makes more sense for you to go on those shows, even smaller shows than maybe a health show that is big that says yes to you because maybe they're trying to branch and try different content and all of that. And that could still be valuable for you in terms of a relationship if you want a relationship with that host. But don't be surprised if you have a book on money, you try to go on a show about health and spin it in a way and it just like doesn't connect as much. So I really think the alignment of the audience to what book you're pitching matters. And really at the core of it, it's like, do we have a book that people want to buy, you know? And so that's that's also like where there's a very, you know this, there's a very competitive landscape. More people are publishing books right now than it seems like than ever before, you yeah. know? And so because of that, you know, your book has to really be super, super impactful. And then it will, you know, really the book starts selling as like a byproduct of how great they are and how you've packaged it and positioned it. You know, and then really like you going on these podcasts, it's just like it's just getting it in front of people. Uh, but you won't be able to convince people to buy your book if at the core of it, it's not a book that people w- want. Yeah, and that's what, yeah, the product is so much so important. How does someone, you know, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, he's got, you know, he's got a pretty good reputation already, right? You know, so uh, it's, I'm sure it's easier to get him on Ed Milet than it is, you know, some new author who's like, yeah, easy for him to get on Ed Milet, but how the heck am I supposed to get on Ed Milet? You know, obviously there's always going to be a difference there just because, you know, Dr. Benjamin Hardy has an audience. And so, uh, you know, a host is always going to be interested in, in that, but what are some of the other things that you can do to get yourself on bigger shows and make yourself seem valuable? Uh, and, and you know, what else can you do for a host to get them to, co- to convince them to have you on? Yeah, this is a great question. Honestly, the the landscape on this is changing, and I can I can just tell you from having looked on these bigger shows uh, in my past experiences, having an audience really is almost number one because 
it becomes a win-win for both parties if you equally have an audience. It doesn't have to be as big as the show that you're going on, but even if there's an audience there that you're going to be able to send them to the show, it becomes more, you know, of a win-win. It also allows these interviews to have a little bit more longevity because say, for example, you have never posted a YouTube video, you have zero fault, like you're, you might be an expert at something, but literally nobody knows who you are right now. If I put out an interview with you, there's a chance that people, obviously like the core fan of the show will check it out. But in general, no one's going to be like searching for you. And so say if you have a book on money and there's two options in front of me and I'm booking for, you know, a big podcast. I have a guest who's talking about money and they have an audience and I have a guest talking about money and they don't have an audience. What's going to make the most sense for us to go with? And obviously, like I know people will say there's a there's a talking, you know, like I have great talking points. I have this great story. And I'm sure that's true. But if you can mix that your great story, your great experience with also like doing the foundations of building your own audience, that's just going to increase the opportunity for you to get on these big shows. And I'll tell you very concretely, like this is not I hate to use Ed too much here, but, um, you know, uh, Dr. Hardy had not been booked on Ed Milet, uh, in previous years for previous books, but with his latest book, his YouTube had grown to, you know, almost a hundred thousand by that point, you know, he does have a, a massive newsletter, you know, there was social media followers. Like I put all those social proof in front of them and that played a big part in like, okay, this guy now has an audience that's equally showing up and putting in effort. And so they knew if we put out this interview with him, like Ben's audience will always be able to be funneled back to them. And and it becomes a win-win, you know, there more than if somebody did like literally had no audience whatsoever. It just, you really need, like we're moving to a space where you need to have an audience as an author. What would you say is the bare minimum audience that that people need to be working towards? And it might be different depending on the platform, but like, you know, you've, you've, I'm assuming been the guy who said, you know, yes, we'll have this guy on Lewis's show, you know, no, we're not going to have this person on Lewis's show. Right. So what mm-hmm. is, what are the numbers and metrics that you would look at um, to when you started taking people seriously? Yeah. So the biggest thing that we would look at is, you know, definitely would see like how many interviews have they done in the past. So as an example, we talked about earlier, like, you know, maybe it is worth going on some of just really any podcast that you can get on right now and just building up your reps, because also there might be the chance that one of those does take off, right? Like somebody had David Goggins on for the first time, you know, someone had Huberman on for the first time before they, they blew up. I mean, maybe it was Joe Rogan. So that obviously helps like a little bit, but like, but there are examples where people like had a, had a new person on and their video blew up and that I saw that and I was like, well, if they blew up there, then there's an audience for them. So let's, let's check this out. Um, I would say baseline, I would say what's more important than a baseline of numbers is making it clear to the host of this show and the people that are going to be, you know, booking and working on it, that you are operating the same way as the 
authors that you want to aspire to be like, or these podcast hosts and the way that they're running, you know, some of their content. You don't have to be posting as much. You don't have to be doing all this stuff. But say I go to your account and there's a couple videos, say on Instagram, a couple of videos a week where it's you, you have a, a decent setup. It looks like you're taking it serious and you're sharing wisdom. I'll be like, okay, cool. Like that looks pretty good. And say your other posts, maybe they're quotes from your book, right? That helps a lot because sometimes, you know, sometimes a lot of these shows, like they don't want to have the same person on every other show. They do want to find people that have the potential to be the next, you know, Huberman uh, on their show and be first, right? The way that you can set yourself up for that though, is if I can look and say, you only have a couple thousand followers, but if I can see like we're early in catching this person and I think in five years they're going to be massive, then we might take the chance on you, you know, and, and granted you have a book that leads you to be, you know, an authority in whatever space you're talking about. Obviously the, the reviews of the book um, help a lot. I would say if you can get blurbs, you know, say you have this guest that you or this show that you want to get on really badly and you know they are friends with X and Y person, right? If you happen to, maybe you know X and Y person, you can get a blurb for your book. If that is included in your pitch to them, then that person can say, oh, well, if this person trusts them and we know them and all this, then maybe it's worth looking at a little bit more deeply. That's huge. That's like such a great little tidbit there. Uh, and so actionable as well. Uh, for those of you that, um, you know, uh, listen to that, you know, to summarize, um, you know, getting a blurb from someone who has already been on the show that you're trying to get on as like social proof with them verifying you. I, that is awesome. I love that. Um, what's, uh, so anything, anything else? Um, yeah, I know we're, and there's so many, we're going to have to have you back on. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're gonna have to invite you back. Uh, to have I'm happy. Um, happy to be back on anytime. Cause I want to talk about uh, something we didn't even talk about today, which is this theory of like having missionaries kind of for your book, um, which for those of you that are like missionaries, what is that? You'll have to tune into one of our future episodes to find out. Um, so what else, you know, real quick, as we come to the end here, you know, what else, how else can you signal to a podcast booker, um, you know, or, or a, a podcast producer that you are a good fit uh, and worth taking a chance on? Yeah, I think at the core of it, also is to spin your pitch to something that feels relative to that show. So as an example, uh, Dr. Hardy put out a book, 10X is easier than 2X. It's a business mindset type book. Uh, but sometimes it would fit with the psychology audience as well, because there's a lot of, you know, he's a psychologist. So there are a few shows that were more focused on like the psychology of things um, or some of these more sciencey health shows that instead of the headline to them being like how to you know 10x your business this year it was like how like the psychology behind 10xing your bit you know your life right because this book has the ability the model can be you know spoken to in a multiple different points of view and still apply and so it wasn't the same you know headline email to every single person i did optimize it per that so they felt like, oh, this person's taking a look at our show. They're giving us even a, a, a title as an option that we've actually used some similar titles before. So it feels like this guy would be good for our audience because he has an audience. It seems like people really like him. We have 
you know, previous guests that kind of are similar ish that have done well. So it makes sense for us to get another person on the show because our audience audio like obviously loves this. And if I had just sent the same pitch to every single person would not have had the same success rate. Uh, that's that's another great tidbit there is, yeah, going back and looking at what are some of the most listened to episodes for that podcast and framing your title similar to theirs. Uh, that's another great little tidbit um, for those. So I know you're actually now this is something you're actually helping with uh, helping people with now is, um, you know, getting their own podcast produced and really just utilizing the podcasting world, which I think, you know, uh, an easy conversation for next time, too, is going to be about how, how to actually create your own podcast and make sure you sell books from it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sad we have such little time here, but um, you know, how, how can people get in touch with you, whether it's, uh, you know, to, cause I know last time you talked about a Rolodex of uh, team members that they can reach out to your, to your LinkedIn. Um, how, what's a good way for them to find you and, uh, and dig further into your expertise? Yeah. The best place is actually my podcast that I launched about a month ago. It's called the podcast game. That is all focused on helping people improve, you know, hosting their own shows, how to get on shows, just optimizing growth through podcasting. And then from there uh, is my LinkedIn. That's where I'm the most active in posting content. Uh, I also have a website. If anyone listening to this is has a podcast and they're looking for one-on-one support, I'd be more than happy to up on a free consultation call and see, you know, how I can be of value and of support. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you that link for the description as well. And just in general, though, free contents on the podcast and on LinkedIn and happy to correspond with anybody and just be, you know, be of value and be of service. Podcast game. Uh, I'm excited to check that out. I appreciate uh, your time, Chris. Uh, it's such a pleasure being connected with you. Uh, you're another sort of young gun here, uh, you know, just finding how you can provide value to people and uh, learn as much as, as you can along the way. So it's great to be on the same journey together. And um, yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you, man. Just grateful to be here and uh, looking forward to being back on. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I know there's many other things you could have been doing during this time, and I hope you found this episode incredibly useful for you and your journey. And if you did, or if you have any feedback, I would love to hear that in a review on Apple. That would be fantastic or anywhere else that you are listening to this show. So thank you. And if you're the type of listener that is also an author or looking to be an author soon, feel free to email me at alex at advancedamazonads.com. That's alex at advancedamazonads.com. And I'll add you to our weekly newsletter where I send out all of the best marketing tips I've ever heard from authors that I've had on this show and many of the authors that we work with. So I look forward to hearing from you if that's something you'd find useful. And either way, I look forward to having you back for our next episode.